The Hump, episode 38, Drink KC. We're going to be talking craft beer, craft cocktails, craft, did I say craft or crap wine, with our friends from Drink KC, Roxy and Corey. Welcome to The Hump, your show about how to get one over in this thing called life. This is Brent Bowen. Chad Beelan. Mr. Beelan, what are you drinking tonight? I was getting ready to take a sip because you kind of went. Oh, you you're you're, like, you like changed I was, the format on me. So I was like, oh, I have a second. And then. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't extend the teaser long enough yeah. for you to be able to take your sip. Well, take your sip, right, damn it. The only people are, that are going to care are on Facebook. That's nice. What are we drinking? This is some of my Manhattan, Kansas pickups that i made a couple weeks ago this is tall grass tap house wicked awesome bro wicked awesome yeah the, you a little bostonian flair in that yeah i mean thing. when you say wicked you got wicked wicked smart I can't, wicked smart so park the car and have a exactly yes very nice. another ipa was that horrible you two that was pretty bad wasn't it well, I'm from New England, so I thought it was pretty wicked awesome. It was pretty wicked awesome. I'm like, I need to go get some of that right now. <laughs> the people at home couldn't tell. The grin on her face got so big, I lost track of her ears. <laughs> and those would be the voices of our, our guests this evening, Roxy and Corey from Drink KC, a little new-ish podcast that covers just about everything drinking here in the Kansas City area. What are you two drinking tonight? So we both got some, it's called Overtone. It's a hoppy wheat from Strange Days Brewing in the River Market area of Kansas City. It's a good brewery. It's wicked awesome. It's just not actually wicked awesome. (laughs) It is is awesome. I'm I'm not permitted to to use the W word. (laughs) You're not? Why have you been forbidden to use the, the W word there, Corey? Well, I, I haven't been there. I have to go get a pass. You have to get a New England to pass. Yeah. Oh, you got to <laughs> get them out at the airport, right? You got to get stamped first. Yes. Exactly. I see. So, Strange Days, Chad, you've been frequenting Strange Days quite a bit. Yeah. It's actually like two blocks from my place. So, yeah. I actually saw their hiring and I thought about putting in for a part time job there, but too soon. Too soon? Yeah. Do, what do you have to do? Rearrange the furniture, mop the floors. I'll do anything. I don't care. I just want to be involved. You just want to be involved. Yeah. Strange days would suit you, I think. So I guess. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like, I like my friends a little weird. So, and wicked smart. They actually say that on their post. They're basically like, it helps to be a little bit strange. It helps to be a little bit strange. Well, so. then I can get a job right after you then. <laughs> so since I'm perpetually unemployed. Well, there you go. There we go. There <laughs> we go. We'll all go work there. It'll be we'll perfect. Go, we'll all go work there. It'll be saying, great. We're also straight. It would just become days. <laughs> That's all. That was <laughs> That's terrible. terrible. <laughs> it's just days beer. Each day. You know, I actually like that idea, Corey. It's like every damn day, I just need some beer. So it's just days beer. There you go. Yes. The day. The day that ends with Y. What is the days beer this day? <laughs> Well, for everybody who watches or listens to our show, 
Chad and I, a couple of weeks back, started a, we're going to do a craft beer is generally a part of the program, but we decided that we would do a little homage to drinking craft things. And we've been discussing the industry and some of the good and bad that's been going on in the industry. So we're going to bring on several different guests to talk about the the beer scene locally, regionally, nationally. And we may even bring somebody on that's given up drinking altogether. We talked about too. So, and why that person would do that, I do not know, but we're going to find out. But tonight, as part of the show, we have the the team from Drink KC. It's Roxy Quinn and Corey Phillips. They're the Drink KC team. And they created a podcast that basically, what I really love about them is they don't discriminate. They love it all. Like they're covering it all. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. The other thing I thought was cool was like, just we're going to commit anything and everything alcohol that's we're in. You're in. Which yeah. so Roxy and Corey are in on this. They're about town. They're going to bring a little bit of a different perspective than we do. And they have new episodes that drop generally every Monday. They've taken a couple weeks off. We understand because they've been moving. Fuck's sake, man. What do you people get your priorities straight? Right. So <laughs> we've been drinking, just had to take a break from the episodes. Like, Priority. Market we couldn't research. Drop the drinking, so we had to drop the recording yes. to re- replace with the moving. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's not so much the recording. Even you could record yourself drinking and talking during the move. It's the editing, as I know. Yes. As you guys. Exactly. <laughs> well, Roxy and Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for guys. Us. Thanks for having us. So now that you've been on this journey and you made this move, now it was right about downtown, right? And you're drinking Strange Days tonight. Where are some of the best places? So, and even Roxy, we were talking about this a little bit before we got started. You've taken on a new job that's kind of civically oriented and you were talking to the CEO and he was asking for beer recommendations. So let's, let's just go right there. Where, where are you guys recommending if somebody's new to town, new to Kansas city, where are you recommending they drink? And Roxy, we'll start with you. So one of my favorite places there's, and it's like almost impossible to like pick one place because so much of it depends on the person that I'm recommending it to because people have different, different breweries and wineries and distilleries. They all have their own vibe and they all offer, there's like different things that they're really good at. The first brewery that kind of got us into this whole journey, because we've only been really into craft beer for the last two-ish years. Yeah. We did the tap tour in 2019 and the very first brewery we went to was stockyards mm-hmm. which if you guys have ever been to stockyards brewing it's in the west bottoms and it's fantastically like old west cheesy and you walk in and it's just like there's that giant mural of like a cattle drive and i was like oh my god i love this yeah. i just i need to just sit and be in here for a while and then on top of that their beer is fantastic what's the one I never remember the names of beers, so I always have to like refer to him, but it's the, the Red Ale, the, the Foxtrotter. The Foxtrotter. Ah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was great. It's like stepping into a saloon, like just stepping through a time machine a little bit. Yep. It is definitely stepping through a time machine. And Corey, you have the benefit. I don't know if you've explained this to Roxy, but one of the things Chad and I adore about that place, because we, we're probably double your age, right? So we've lapped you in time, probably each, is that that place the men's bathroom, Corey, is the urinals are got to be memorable in that place. 
Well, let's, I don't think I went to the bathroom. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> Again, well, speaking to your be youth, you have a prostate that can hold that where Chad and I don't. So, missed opportunity. <laughs> now, that place is super cool because that used to be the bar of the Golden Ox restaurant. And now the Golden Ox shares the other side of it. But that used to be just the bar area. And when I was early 80s, throughout the 80s, my family used to take me there. That was a special occasion. We would go there and have dinner and it closed for 15, 20 years. And when they reopened, I got to go back and I was like, holy shit. Like to their credit, they didn't change anything. Like it still has the still wagon wheel bullshit in there and stuff, but it, it works. It's kind of eclectic and homey. Yeah. It's a cool place. Yeah. No, very cool place. So what, what else? So one that we fell in love with really quickly after going there was Border Brewing. They're actually closed right now because they're moving. Yeah. But they should be reopening June 1st. I think June 1st. Yeah. Yeah. And there's the, the thing that sold us there was just some good high quality beer. And then it's the kind of thing we were doing a pub crawl, right? So there's four or five breweries in the crossroads and all of them were on the tap tour. And we're like, well, let's just hit them all at once. Naturally, as you get to the fifth one, you think it's the best beer you've ever had. <laughs> yeah. We've run into this a few times where this it's is... like, this is the best beer I've ever had. And then we go back and we're like, it's it's good beer. <laughs> it's a recurring, yeah. I remember it being it's much a recurring better. theme with us. Yeah. So we always, if we have that happen, we'll go back a couple days later and, and try it. And it is still some of my favorite beer ever. The, and so the strawberry blonde they have a strawberry blonde ale that's so good it's perfect for a summer day so once they open back up people need to get out there yes yeah pretty excited for them to reopen i mean the, old, the original one was not big no the, was like a single deck garage bigger, the deck was about. bigger than the inside piece but yeah, yeah. it's looking pretty cool what they're going to come up with and it's, it's kind of linking awesome. It's linking the crossroads together even more now because you have they move further east. You got City Barrel, you got Torn Label. It's kind of it's bridging all those breweries together, which is nice. I've not tried it was the strawberry blonde, you said. Yep. I yep. don't I don't think I've tried the strawberry blonde, and I don't discriminate on the beer. So I'll have to take that recommendation and roll with it once they open back up. That's that's solid. That's it's so good. Yeah, that's solid. So it's interesting. You guys talked about the, your discovery of the local beer through the Casey tap tour program. And then you were talking about maybe hitting the fifth brewery. I I'm curious because how many breweries for folks that don't know the Casey tap tour is something that the convention and visitors bureau here within Kansas city created a passport booklet and had everybody kind of go around. They had all these breweries participate and I think it expanded from like 12 breweries the first year, Chad and I've done it each each year and it went from 12 to like 16 to 19 and by the time it got to 19 and then they were recommending like doing all 19 in one weekend and how to do it did you how how many were the most that you guys tackled one day that you can recall i'm just seeing by your face not everybody that's listening to the show are going to be able to see your facial expressions like that's true i was just trying to imagine like compressing all of the all, like all the experiences we had with the tap tour into Man. one weekend and i think there would be a hospital trip experience. maybe not everybody gets for like i'm sure a lot of people just get one tap tour booklet and share it 
we did not do that. We got our own. And then we usually got a couple of extra beers on top of the ones that like, it's usually like a BOGO deal and we would get a we, few, but yeah, I think the Crossroads was probably one of the bigger, like the pub most, crawly ones that yeah. we did. I feel like there was, we did Lee Summit has like three, four, mm-hmm. four. Smoke, yeah, Lee Summit fringe. had yeah. uh, Fringe, Grains and Taps, Smoke, and Diametric. Diametric. Yep. I always, I get their name confused because they've changed names. Yeah. But yeah, but the Crossroads with five was the most we ever hit in one day. Okay. So you maxed out at five. There's more than five. Yeah, in the I think so. There are more than five in the Crossroads. And it's funny, we're making fun of the people that hit 19 breweries in three days when we did 15 in Minneapolis in three oh. days. But we're like seasoned, you know. Yeah, well seasoned. And I, I, I had to drag you out of a hotel room with the fire alarm going off when that happened. So but in the work, you got to <laughs> shut it down, you know. <laughs> so we've had some local favorites. Is there another one you guys want to mention? Because we've only we've only touched two. Here's another before we move from local. Is there another place you got to give a shout out? to? Are we sticking on beer or are we talking outside? Because we cover all the drinkeries in <laughs> KC as well. We, we realize there's no word for what there's no word for brewery, distillery, winery, unless you guys know of one. So we just started calling them drinkeries, but yeah. Yeah. Imbibery. Yeah. I would think imbibery, drinkery. What? Yeah. That works. I like drinkery. Drinkery works. Yeah. Yeah. Throw out another drinkery. We're going to talk. Yeah. Cause you guys are more than just beer. Yes. Well, you can't, the people listening at home can't see it, but I'm wearing my restless spirits t-shirt. I love Restless Spirits. They're like an Irish distillery in North Kansas City. And they're like one of my favorites because they're just super cool people. And I they actually made me love gin. Mm. So, yeah, because I hate gin, but I love their gin. Which is funny because she keeps dragging me places and going, this gin's not like gin. This is good gin. And I've only had good gin. So I'm like, <laughs> maybe gin's just good. But she keeps telling me it's not. So, no, <laughs> you got like juniper. I mean. Nothing wrong with juniper. I just don't want, I like Christmas trees at Christmas time, you know, in the corner of the living room, not in my drink. (laughs) Roxy, you and I are in complete understanding of one another. I, (laughs) I'm like, if I wanted to drink gin, I could step outside and chew on the tree bark. I really, I really could. I don't need to, I don't need to be in the middle of an episode of a Hobbit in my drink. I mean, it's, it's it's vodka with flavor. Oh. Woodsy, very really wood, very woodsy. Fla- I'm not a gin fan. There's a gin takeover that's trying to happen in this house where I've got a couple of vodka drinkers upstairs and all of a sudden now they want to drink gin. So uh, apparently I need to, I need to ask you guys for gin recommendations. Sound like restless is the place to go. I was going to say restless at Kansas city does gin really well from what we've seen so far. So restless spirits, gin is really good. Tomstown gin is really good and lifted spirits makes two gins. One is a little more like standard gin. That's their bold gin, but their bright gin is like citrusy. And I wouldn't have even thought it was gin. Mm. It's fantastic. So mm. try any one of those yeah. and just never try any other gin. Cause you'll just be disappointed. <laughs> Corey, Corey, what's your take on all this? She getting this right. That, uh, I feel the same way. Now those are the only gins I've ever had. So my opinion of gin should be taken with a grain of salt, but no, I, I like all four of those gins. 
I do think it's interesting, just a, an aside about the gin. You said that Lifted Spirits has two. We did a tour there, and you find out, like, all these rules for what alcohol can be called what. It's like gin is just a natural, a neutral spirit with juniper in it, but it doesn't matter how much juniper. <laughs> so it's kind of funny you don't see more experimental gins. Mm-hmm. With excessive juniper? Yes. Well, it's like, if it just has to have some juniper in it, why do more people just only put like a little bit of juniper and then I think it's an expectation thing. I think it's like people expect spirits to taste a certain way. Yeah. You like, you like uh, evergreens in your drinks. I mean, you like West coast IPAs that are resinous and whatnot. I do like West coast IPAs that are resinous. I don't know what it is about the gin. I actually, my daughter had Christmas Roxy was talking about, you know, Christmas trees. She had Christmas hand soap that I, I think she got at target. And I seriously was on eBay trying to find it for like, and was willing to pay $20 a bottle. Cause it smelled so damn good. But for some reason, I just don't, I don't know what it is. I think you just need to commit. You just need to take like three weeks and every night drink gin for like maybe a month straight. And I guarantee you'll like it at the end of the month. All right. I, I may be up for that challenge. <laughs> I don't, know my liver, I don't know if my liver's up for that challenge, but it sounds like liking something through Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't matter how you like it. It's, it's like just a clockwork you like orange. It. It's like living a clockwork orange. Yeah. It's like your parents when you're growing up, you eat the peas every night and then eventually you like peas. What oh yep. I would throw out there, if you do want to give it a try, but not too over the top is the double oaked gin at Tomstown because it is it's aged in bourbon barrels so it picks up a little bit of the smoky bourbon flavor it's a little whiskey gin yeah now you're speaking my language Corey. so what's the other place Corey roxy's had her say Corey, what's your what's your take man throw a dart app and there's a great place that you hit but one place that sticks out to us or to me is a crane brewing that's where we did our first episode on it's the one we've probably been back to the most because we used to live out there. And they had, so one of my favorites is actually Sours. And they had one of the best Sours we've ever had. And it was a limited release. And we're told they just remade some. So it was Monument mm. by Crane Brewing. And I really liked Warhead's candies as a kid. <laughs> and that's where it came from. That makes sense then why you love Sours so much, but. Yeah, Crane yeah. was what got me into sours. Like for the longest time, I didn't like them. We went there on tap tour and had a few of them. I'm like, these are actually pretty good. And when it's a hot summer day, it's kind of hard to beat a sour. Yeah. So, I was, I was first introduced in sours in London when I went to go visit family in London, and we were walking along the river Thames, and they had like a beer trailer with open face sandwich. It said, "Get a pint of beer and a sandwich." And so I'm like, beer sounds good. It's hot. It was hot, unseasonably hot in London. It was well in the nineties. And I said, you know, that looks refreshing. I'll try the sour beer and ended up getting an open sandwich that they called it a sandwich. It was a hunk of meat, a hunk of bread and like a hunk of cheese. It wasn't even open face. It was just like hunks of shit. So and they called it a sandwich, but that's the first time I had a sour. And then, so after that, I, when crane opened, I was ecstatic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sour place. Yeah. So we talked about local places, right? 
So, Roxy, you divulged, you know, through the wicked smart conversation that you're not from here. No, sir. <laughs> so, so outside of Kansas City, for each of you, and with, with this one, we'll start with Corey. Is there a is there a spot that? So, a couple of weeks ago, Chad and I were having a conversation around beer cities and great, great drinking cities, right? And some of our most memorable beers have been other places. So. Maybe, maybe name a place in, in a city. It could be, you know, U.S.-based, international, what have you. Where, where's a place that people need to check out? Corey? So I've not done a great deal of traveling in my life. And what traveling I have done was for work. So if you find yourself in Holland, Michigan, some weird stuff's going on. But there is a brewery there called New Holland Brewery, and they make real good beer. You've probably seen their their flagship, their most popular on the shelf is called Dragon's Milk. It is a vanilla bourbon aged stout and it's delicious. It is a lovely, lovely thing. Yes. I got to have that on tap fresh from the keg at that place. And it was, uh, it was so good. <laughs> Were the tulips in season in Holland, Michigan? No, I was there. I was there in February. Oh, they no, they grow too. Like they have a huge. I've visited. I've been to Holland, Michigan, and they have a huge ass tulip festival there in Holland. Yeah, Michigan. I, uh, you thought I was blown. I, I was making shit up. I, I thought you missed that piece. I don't know. I know that. That's real. It's a real thing, man. You're like Bowen's blowing shit out of his ass again, and he's he's just they only bloom for like two weeks out of the year. So I mean, no. They were like, how long are you staying, man? Are you here? I think it's in April. And they were like, are you here till April? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm leaving first week of March. Like, man, you, come back. <laughs> just just come right back. But yeah, New Holland Brewing is great. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, that's a lovely. <laughs> no, it is a lovely, lovely beer. Roxy, what about you? So I, I was, you know, kind of thinking about it. And so I haven't been, I've only been back to Maine one time so i grew up in maine but i've only been back one time since i left and i left when i was 18 so and i was a good child and didn't drink in high school so i i actually haven't been able to try any of the main beers so i grew up in south portland and apparently portland has this huge craft beer scene that's like exploded in the last 10 years since i left so my goal was last year to go back to New England and for us to go on kind of a craft beer hopping pub crawl through Oldport for obvious reasons that did not happen. But I'm still hoping that that can happen soon because all of my friends are like, you're missing out on some of the best craft beer that there is. And they may be a little biased, but I totally want to go back and try it. So confirmed. Yeah, they have a great beer. Yeah, scene. we went there two years ago. Two years ago, we were there. Chad, what? Name a, a brewery or two. I I remember Alagash. What was the place that used to be a car dealership? That was oh there. God. You remember the name of that place? Oh, that was another one we hit a bunch of. I but- love that place. I can't even freaking remember. But if if just ask when you get there, go. What's the brewery that used to be a car dealership? And they'll point you in the direction that direction. But well, we yeah. started out in Boston, and Trillium was. Yeah, Trillium was one of my top five breweries ever. Corey, are you going to share with the class? What was that? You're, you're making her cry over there. I said, I don't know about the beer, but I bet the parking is great. <laughs> yeah. 
you were so fired. Yeah, almost. <laughs> so, did you spend time in Boston, Roxy? I have been uh, to. I love Boston. I actually was gonna move there, and then I kind of got stuck in Kansas. Like I came to Kansas City and ended up just like never leaving. But my original goal was to be in Boston, but it was kind of like Maine where I haven't really been able to check out the beer scene at all. Yeah. Chad was mentioning, I think, I think Corey had you in stitches. If you go to Boston and you guys make that trip, Trillium in Boston's absolutely phenomenal is phenomenal. So like top 10 places I've ever had a beer probably. So it's very nice. Well, let's, let's switch from all this delight to maybe, maybe some things that have you, we're going to talk about kind of both sides of the coin. And part of this was part of this conversation we started having was actually Roxy's doing is Roxy had shared a blog with me that good beer hunting and their manifesto really struck me, you know, because she sent it to me about the time that you had the Boulevard situation going on. You and I had been paying attention. So Corey just mentioned Michigan, one of Chad, my favorite breweries is out of Grand Rapids, or used to be favorite breweries was out of Grand Rapids, Michigan as founders, but we've kind of, I don't know that we canceled them, but we've definitely hit pause because of all the, they've been making news for all the wrong reasons, right? So what kind of has you maybe we'll cover both sides of this discouraged and encouraged. What has you a little bit discouraged about maybe what some things you've seen out there around kind of the craft beer, maybe even the craft drinkery community? Well, just kind of based on something you said, I mean, that's, I think it's a really tough thing for a lot of craft breweries to face when they like Boulevard go from being this real small operation, kind of a, everybody's really casual and, and whatever around each other. But at some point, if you want to keep growing, which I, you know, a lot of these places I do think want to, you have to at some point kind of switch gears and in the same way that you know if you're going to get to a big enough point you're going to have to change your manufacturing systems you're going to have to change your building in the same way you kind of have to change your business practices that everybody can't just be super casual anymore you have to have some kind of level of professionalism and i think that's what boulevard ran into a little bit is everybody was just buddies and they didn't understand how to keep handling that when it kept growing. And so I think that's something a lot of these places have to be careful of is being able to make those kinds of changes as they grow. Yeah. It's like you, you start off with you had mentioned founders and and Boulevard is like they're established, but they started the same way a lot of these other places did. So Mm -hmm. four or five people in their garage and a full fledged nationwide business can't be ran the same way. And I think the people who stick around for that whole time fall into trouble because they don't think about it like a nationwide business. And I think a lot of breweries and and drinkers are in danger of falling into that trap because I think it's such a casual, I guess maybe isn't the word, but it's such a, like when you're doing it for yourself or a small business to grow into that, you can't stay casual is kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. You yeah. got to evolve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've got, to, you've got to build that professionalism. I think you guys make a totally fair point about, I mean, I, I'm just even thinking about service. 
right? Who opened up on it's on Johnson Drive, right? Yeah, on the west side. And it, they, I know because you and I have a mutual friend that knows them really well. They started off going to these nano brew festivals and it was just them and like an igloo cooler and you know, pony kegs. And when they were drained, they were drained and they kept winning awards at these nano brew festivals and people kept knocking on them and are like, Hey, you guys need to start a brewery, but the, it started as a hobby, right? Like Corey, you said it's four, four or five people in a garage starts at a hobby. And then all of a sudden it's like, you make some good shit. Now it's time to grow that into a business running a hobby where people just appreciate your stuff and, and a business are two totally different things. That's a, such a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I think separates the the ones that grow into these super popular, like blue moon's a perfect example of like a, a craft brew that really gained a whole lot of nationwide popularity is like brewing. Good beer is awesome. And that's going to have you a very successful brewery, but going nationwide, you have to have that business acumen as well. And I think that's probably where a lot of them fall short because they just want to brew good beer. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of something we've talked about a lot in sort of getting to know these places more through the podcast is we really loved the products that they had to offer because we love drinking. But when you learn more about like the actual business, they all start out as like a hobby for most of them. It's all like I was doing it in my garage and I really liked it. And you realize like the people that make it to a brick and mortar store those are already like such a small percentage of people simply because most people can, I mean, a lot of people can make really good beer or wine or, or distill well, but it takes a business mind to actually make a business work. And I think a lot of people just don't have that side of it. Yeah. It's interesting that we've been talking a lot about beer, but even as, as you were relaying that I'm thinking about even Amagoni winery, like if you guys have taken the, I don't know if you've taken the tour at Amagoni, mm-hmm. you know, but they started, they bought some vines and started that in the home garden in the back of their house. Right. So <laughs> transplanted some vines and then, then end up, like, we actually make some pretty damn good wine, then bought a parcel of land in Missouri and started, started that way. Right. So interesting. Yeah. Interesting stories, how they all kind of start there. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Joe's KC is no different. I mean, they just started winning barbecue tournaments and shit. People want to want our food. Started a restaurant, and some do it better than others, and some they are just it's a hobby, and they don't have that business sense to on what to do next, and that's why a lot of them fail. It's because they can't they can't build it into a business. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Makes you wonder, like, how many great products never made it to a business because they didn't have that side of it. Mm. But the ones that do, man, they they got balls like Diametric. That's one. Those are like five buddies that just we like brewing beer. Hmm, let's open a brewery. Like, bravo, man! Like, that yeah. takes some stones yeah. to do that stuff, but they're making it work. Yeah, well, and that business acumen. They change. We were talking about how they changed their name. They changed their name, we understand it, because they actually got crossways with the winery that had the same, I forget what their cidery, pro- I believe. Or a cidery that was, had a similar name or really close to similar name. Oh, it uh, used to be New Axiom, right? Yeah, yeah. New yeah. Axiom. Yeah, yeah. So they had, a, they had a lawyer that checked, and he's like, yeah, there's no breweries called New Axiom, but he didn't check cideries, and it turns out the cidery's like, yeah, we're New Axiom, you can't do that. So yeah. that's why they changed Ooh. They changed their name. Well, t- talking <laughs> about talking about oddities and strange stuff, you guys ready to play a game of Triple D? Heck yeah. All 
All right. So folks that are new to us, Chad and I, and with our guests, we'll play a game of what we call Triple D. And basically we throw out a scenario, generally bad behavior, and discuss whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move. And Roxy and Corey were kind enough to submit a little Triple D scenario this week. So we have many to choose from, but I, I kind of like theirs best, Chad. What, yeah, I thought it was a good one. Yeah. So so this week's Triple D move is what do you call someone who judges somebody for what they're drinking? Right. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to paraphrase. I want to make sure I didn't completely fucking butcher that. So what do you call someone who judges somebody else for what they're drinking? And my understanding from our conversation earlier is that you guys, in order to derive at this and your answer came up with your own criteria for, for triple, for triple D. So whether it's a dick douche or dumbass move, Chad and I would love to expand our knowledge on the subject. So, (laughs) so while we were thinking about this, I, I have a very uh, segmented mind, a very compartmental, and I had to understand what is the fundamental difference between all these things. And what we came down to is how much malice each one has. So a dick move is done with express malice. A douchebag move is irrelevant of malice, like indifferent, they, indifferent to malice. And then a dumbass move is you don't even realize that you have malice. So that was kind of our criteria. Yes. That's a fair arbiter. We, we talk about it, maybe not even so succinctly, but that's probably the, the most clear and concise way. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talk about self-awareness a lot and how people, how self-aware people are and across the spectrum of all three of those things with the mal. I like the malice quotient. Yeah. I thought that was a succinct way to do it. Yeah, I do with that. This, this is the engineer guy. I'm he's got to have it, of efficiency. Yeah, he's got to have it all written down. <laughs> He'll be submitting a memo about this shortly after the podcast. So, <laughs> so, where did you guys? Where did you guys land on your on your thinking on your scenario? I I think we thought about this question. I don't know that we actually thought about which one of these. <laughs> well, this I, one would be. I know where it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's clearly a douchebag move. Yeah, is it a douche move? Yeah. It's not like expressly assholeless. It's just that you don't care how assholeless how asshole-ish it is. <laughs> New word. Thus it's a douchebag move. I think it depends on if they say anything about it. If they're just sitting there silently judging, then they're a <sighs> douchebag. But if they come up and they're like pussy drinking some Moscato over here, then you're a dick. I could go with that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like Chad and I've discussed the M&Ms of, it's like a douche wrapped in the hard candy coating of a dick move, right? So when you cross that line and bring it to the table, you've, you've kicked it on and, and now it's a dick. I got yeah. Okay. Broke seal. Yeah. What do you think, Chad? Yeah. I mean, I think with this, it's, I think it's a douche move because to be doucheiness, you have to have a certain level of arrogance that I know. I know better than anyone else what you should and shouldn't be drinking. And if you like New England IPAs, then you're a, you know, you don't know anything about beer if you like New England's or if you like wheats or whatever. So I'm going with douche. I, I'm with you. I think Roxy's given us some things to think about around whether you come and present it to their face, right? Around, I think there's a dick quotient to that, but I think this is a classic dick douche move. 
it's got particularly it's interesting that you picked ipas because they could get extra douchey and go you know ipas were only created because the british had to transport this shit across india and they needed to extra hop that shit so because the beer was going to go bad right so you could go extra layer douche on the history of the ipa because i know a lot of people don't they're like i hate all the hops in the ipa yeah i think verbalizing it just makes it more douchey in my mind because i i'm telling you you're stupid that you don't know what you should be drinking you really should be having this not this you know <laughs> Like a certain former guest we had standing up to Jeremy Danner and go, no, Jeremy Danner, you're wrong. Well, that was the fourth D. That was <laughs> drunk. That was drunk. <laughs> so that's, that's like a multiplier. Yeah, <laughs> that is a multiplier. Yeah, if we were if we were rolling dice, that would be a multiplier. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he had had a couple bowls of loudmouth soup and thought, you know, I'm going to tell Jeremy Danner what's what. <laughs> Well, very, very good. So we around the horn, there's a there's a quotient of douche. But Roxy's given us some things to to think about on this to maybe if you present it, we're we're going dick. Any any final thoughts on that? Thank you for the scenario. We loved it. So <laughs> I was just going to say, I think we've both seen that like people that get because we love it's part of why we do all kinds of drinkeries is we're equal opportunity alcohol lovers. But man, you see some people that are like. I only drink IPAs, and if you drink lagers, then <laughs> it's specifically like lager hate is is what I see the most. Is it's like... lager hate, white wine hate, and then like sort of within spirits, it kind of depends on what you're doing. Like people will hate cheaper whiskey, and I'm like, I fell in love with cheap whiskey. I still like it. <laughs> I I drink other things now, but I don't know. We've, we I think we've just seen that a lot, and it's like ah, it's it's about what you can afford, and if you get enjoyment out of it. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that's the thing. I get hazed occasionally for drinking like Mexican lagers, right? I like it. And it's do I drink one every damn day? No. But sometimes it's the right time to drink a Mexican lager. Right there. Yes, way, Jose. It's time to drink that Mexican lager. Did you bring <laughs> did you bring me one tonight? We can split it. All right. All right. When we're finished here, I'm getting me into I'm getting me into some Mexican lager. So folks you can find roxy and Corey, Corey and roxy at drinkkc.podbean.com again that's drinkkc.podbean.com thanks for joining us on this episode of the hump with roxy and Corey from drink kc be sure to come back and visit us for part two where we continue our conversation with roxy and Corey about what has them encouraged about the craft beer craft cocktail scene some of the strangest things they've seen at drinking establishments and ways that you can help with the drinking community. There's a local craft cocktail distiller where you can go and volunteer. So they talk about their experiences there at restless spirits and be sure to come back for idea number two that they present to us for triple D, which includes a little, conversation about drinking games that chad and i will have something he and i honestly were too old and really haven't thought about but roxy and Corey help us think through what could be a dick douche or dumbass move tied to tied to drinking games so be sure to come back for part two of our conversation around drinking in kansas city with roxy and Corey from drink kc
Thanks for hanging with us tonight. If you've enjoyed today's episode, go out to the Hump Podcast website and sign up for our newsletter. Remember, you can catch us live on Facebook now that Chad and I are back in person pretty much every Thursday night. And don't forget to rate us and leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Chad's personal favorite, Stitcher. Take care, everybody. Have a good night.